Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to start by personally inviting you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have a single combined service, which is at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning. This week, Living Life in Community. We'd love to see you there. The service is also available via live stream, so you can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And if you do come Sunday morning at 10.30, we do have Korean and Japanese translation available as well. Well, let's begin today's program by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Well, half a day, Chris. Glad to be with you again today. As you're talking about Sunday, it reminded me a little bit reminder for those that might be coming, especially if you're coming as a guest or for the first time. We have a great group that's coming, and you're going to enjoy the the body of Christ that meets together. Um, sometimes the seating can be crowded as we fill up the uh, as we fill up the room. So if you'd like to get online, there's a schedule a visit link online. And that will actually make sure that uh, we'll save you a seat. It will be very, you know, you won't feel awkward about it, but then you won't have to come in and look around uh, for a seat. But if you don't uh, want to do that, no problem. We have ushers and and uh, some guest uh, greeters that will help you find a seat, and we're going to have a great time together. As you mentioned, Chris, living life in community, we're actually in the middle of a little three-part series on Sunday mornings, going back and reviewing why you know, why do we have church? You know, what's the purpose of this? We want to make sure that we're not just going through the motions of attending just for the sake of attending, but we're accomplishing what God has called us to do. And so three uh, weeks together, we talked last Sunday about living a contagious life, um, about our mission and our purpose. We're going to talk about living life in community this Sunday, and then we'll follow up next week with living life on mission and uh, just going back to finding out why are we doing this and what God's called us to so that we can live a fulfilled life in uh, accordance to what God has called us to. Well, I'm glad today to introduce to our audience somebody that you might have already heard his voice. In fact, if you're a regular listener, I know that you have over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I wanted to give you a formal introduction to a young guy by the name of Jared Ball. Jared, welcome to Harvest Time. Thank you, Pastor. It's good to be on this side of the microphone. Uh, I'm usually not talking to somebody that I can see, but it's good to be here. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had like a formal introduction or you just started doing stuff. Did you anything formal? I kind of got thrown into the mix, but you know, I was telling you my, my buddy Marcus was showing me around everybody on campus, so I kind of got the backstage tour before school started off and before I got to go to the first church service. So I kind of snuck in under the radar, but it's good to be introduced now. <laughs> yeah, so Jared, uh, for those that are listening, you have probably heard his voice. You might recognize it. Uh, he is here uh, on our staff. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But you might have heard his voice doing some uh, some weather, uh, doing verse of the week, I think a couple other things. Um, and now we're going to put some person to the voice <laughs> that you have been hearing and that you'll be hearing over the next couple of months. Jared is here on an internship, 
uh, going to be here until the end of this year, um, helping out with a radio station and then doing a leadership in, uh, internship, a lot of cool things. So we're really glad that you're here. First of all, Jared. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. It's, it's really cool to see how the Lord's worked everything out so that now we can be sitting here at this table. Because I think the last time we sat down over coffee was back at Faith Baptist Bible College when we were first talking about the possibility of this internship. So it's come full circle now. Can you it's believe real. it? Back in <laughs> that would have been in February, probably. I've known you for a little bit longer than that, but we mm-hmm. talked formally in February about a possibility of having you come out sitting in the cold winter of Very Iowa. <laughs> and uh, now here we are. You're in a island shirt, and uh, looks like you're adapting well to to what we're doing. So that's awesome. Hey. Uh, t- Let's start with this. Tell us what you're doing with the radio, and then we'll back up to find out how you got here. What what are you doing radio-wise? For sure. Yeah, like you said, I'm doing uh, the morning and evening weather here at the station. Um, I'm able to do one of the productions called Verse of the Week, where it's just a little blurb during the week that uh, our listeners and we here at the station memorize a verse together, and I get to do a breakdown of what that verse means, where it's from, who it's talking to, all that stuff. A little bit of biblical exegesis, and uh, uh, I get to edit a lot of sermons. Uh, right now, I'm going through some of Dr. Olala's sermons, which I mean, you, it's so very, rich. It's difficult to take out any type of content to mm. make them fit within the time restraints. But a lot of people would pay to do what I'm doing. Dang. I get to sit and listen to Doc O's sermons all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that's that's the bulk of what I'm doing right now. But. I know I'm going to get plugged into some other projects, things like that, just being useful here around the station. Yeah, it's been great to have you here. Um, You came in the end of July, settled in, and you'll be here, I mentioned, uh, through the the middle of December. And um, yeah, already I've been thrilled to watch you just integrate into the life of campus, the life of our staff, and finding your way around the island. And so we're prayerful, Jared, that this would be... Uh, you know, really a transformational time for you uh, in the continued work of God in your life. And we also know that your ministry here is going to be a blessing to us. So we're happy for all of that. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. So let's back up. Uh, Give us a little bit of your story, your family um, and your spiritual story. I've I've really been blessed with a great family, to be honest. Um, I, I was born and raised in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I'm not too unfamiliar with this type of weather. And believe it or not, I had most of these shirts when I arrived here just because there yeah, you go. I live right there on the coast. So yeah, Wilmington's on the coast, right? That's and, right. And weather's not that much different than here. Not too much different. It does get a little bit more humid here, but uh, you know, it, it wasn't too hard of a transition. But coming out of Iowa, oh, that's different. <laughs> that's a different story. Yes. No, but uh, living right there on the coast and uh, lived there my whole life, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a different situation than most. Grew up in the same house my whole life. You know, which I, I really came to know how strange that is when meeting a lot of kids in the ministry, especially. Right. You know, just some people that I've talked to here, they're saying, yeah, this is my 13th house or something like that. And I'm thinking, that's a little bit different. But uh, I've been really blessed with a great family, uh, a believing family uh, my whole life and grew up with a great church family. And um, so... The way that I got to the station here is um, I grew up listening to Adventures in Odyssey, 
all the time. Mm. Uh, mom had to set limits on listening to the radio. And nowadays, you don't really hear of kids who had a radio time limit. <laughs> but my brothers and I would listen to Adventures in Odyssey all the time. I have two brothers, one older, one younger. Um, and I grew up really appreciating the show. And so once I got into high school and then college, I got put in touch with Jared Baldwin, who worked here at the station for many years. So Jared, most of our listeners would know, was uh, on our staff, executive pastor, um, uh, you know, on island for quite a while, but had a very popular uh, afternoon, Friday <laughs> yeah. afternoon drive show that, uh, you know, he's well known to many people. And you had some connections with him. I sure did. That He's actually the head of my major at, at Faith. Okay. So you're a student right now, currently, right, at Faith Baptist Bible College. That's right. That's right. I am, uh, I'm going into my senior year now. Uh, I've got one class to take while I'm here at, at Harvest, and I'll be taking that one online. It's one of Jared's classes. And then I'll be returning in the spring for a, a full semester, and that'll be my graduating semester. Um, but I'll take a step back real quick. I, I jumped over the testimony part. Sure. Yeah, tell which, us about how, you know, your relationship with Jesus. Right. That's the best part. Um, so I grew up in a Christian, in a Christian home, great parents, uh, and two okay brothers. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I grew up around the gospel and knowing many of the Bible stories. Growing up in Awana, which that was a, that was a great ministry to me. Awana That's, is like a, you know, a kids club, lots of Bible memory. Right, right. It's, if anybody knows Kids for Truth, it's a, it's a similar program to that. A lot of Bible memory verses, some story, um, and then arts and crafts, things like that, game time. Um, but I... I grew up around all that, and I kind of, unfortunately, became numb to a lot of it just because I I hadn't recognized my need for repentance and that my personal sin uh, needed to be taken away, mm. uh, or the penalty for that needed to be taken away. Because you know, I grew up thinking I'm in the church, I'm around the church, I'm at the church all the time, and so this stuff is for other people. And I think a lot of people can connect with that story too. Yeah, but it was uh, around it was sixth grade where, well, after sixth grade, I was homeschooled for two years, and uh, I had a great teacher, fantastic teacher, mom. But uh, <laughs> I really did not, I didn't thrive in in homeschool. I needed to be around people, and so that was a really low point in life that really showed me, you know, kind of the depths of my disparity, you know, the depths of my situation. And, uh, but then in ninth grade, I went to uh, Wilmington Christian Academy, which was great for me because my brother went ahead of me, my brother Luke, and he had a ton of friends. And so, and he was really funny. So I just plugged in right away to kind of his established friend group. And I didn't really have to worry about friends or being my time being occupied for a freshman and sophomore year. But during that time, I was making people laugh and stuff like that. I was, I was having the time of my life, but it was a lot of people were laughing at stuff that they shouldn't be laughing at. And I was the one telling the stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and it really started to weigh on me. I, thankfully, the Lord was convicting me of a lot of that stuff. So it was around junior year where the Lord just would not let me find peace without him. 
So I just, I wasn't able to go to bed at night. I was thinking, I, I kept asking the Lord into my heart, but without the repentance. Mm. There was no turning away from the sin. So, and I just did not, I could not grasp. For some reason, I just, I would not wrap my head around the the simplicity of the gospel. I kept thinking that it was something that I had to do. We're not living under a works-based faith anymore. That That's a religion, and we're not in that. So it uh, it took me till about junior year with the Lord giving me grace, giving me time. And uh, Steve Pettit and his evangelistic team came to the school. Who's well-known around here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great to see him come up on the queue and see him on the playlist and just remember this stuff. Um, he shared with me Romans 10, 9, and 10. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. And that's when it clicked for me. And uh, I know we, we went over some of the things we might talk about today, and I'll talk about the mentors a little bit later. But the Lord was using two people in particular through that time that I know they were praying for me, they were giving me time, and uh, this piece from Scripture was the thing that tied it all together. And then I got saved, and ever since it's been, I, you can't compare. There's no, there's no experience in life, because now every day has hope, and even after my days, there's hope. So, Jared, thanks for sharing that. Uh, you're right. I think it resonates with a lot of people, a lot of listeners. Um, just growing up in a religious home doesn't make you a son or a daughter of God. And um, and just doing things that sort of satisfy the religious code, that's, that's not what it is. There is a relationship that God calls us to. And I love the connection that God's Spirit made in your life of this repentance. There's a turning from my old life that was going away from God, even though I was a Christian in a good Christian home, there was a turning that I needed to make towards God in my life and repentance of my sin. So thank you for being so clear about that. I think a lot of people are still confused. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunately that's one of the byproducts of sin being even in the good things in life. There's You can grow up in a good home with great parents and a great family, and the devil still finds a way to blind us to the gospel. He's after good families and good homes. And so, but thankfully, we've got a God that pursues us. And he, he came and he got me and he's held on to me ever since. And that's just, that's made all the difference. So. Amen. That's a powerful story. If you were to look at the things that most shaped your life as a child, as a teen, what would those things be? Mm. I'll say... I'll say family because, like I said, great family with a lot of great memories, um, a lot of reading. You know, I wish I, I wish I read today like I read when I was a kid. Yeah, like just like uh, what kind of reading? Oh man, Hardy Boys was Hardy Boys was the big one because just the mystery, the intrigue, the the lighthearted fun. I mean, Hardy Boys was the thing that I had to I had to kind of wait to get to a certain point where mom was like, okay, you're old enough to, to read Hardy Boys now because uh, my brother, I think he started off reading, but my best friend, Jonathan, was reading Hardy Boys. He was like, dude, you got to get into these. And, uh, you know. Just expanded your imagination. And those are Christian-based, right? Hardy Boys? I don't remember. Well, they're... 
a lot of great morals. Moral based. Um, okay. Very morally based. Yeah, I wouldn't gotcha. say Christian per se, but um, it was it was a really great series to sink my teeth into and really expand my imagination and then grow my desire to write um, and to create my own stories. And Good. Adventures in Odyssey, like I said, did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and Adventures in Odyssey, Christian based, of course, and but still, it's a great. It's a very well-produced program, and so it did a lot to stir my imagination and just start that desire in me to create my own story and do my own things. So a lot of reading, a lot of radio listening, um, and just some great people that I was able to have great relationships with in my church, and um, I've just been very blessed with good people in my life. So. You and I have talked before uh, offline about mentors in your life. Why is that such a big part of your story? I think mentors are just kind of disciples that are Velcroed to the side of, of you, and you get to walk through life with uh, some people to look up to and to to be able to spend time with and, and mimic and learn from. There's... Uh, I've, I've had some incredible people in my life. There's two that I would say, really, the Lord gave me to to show me Christ uh, when I was not saved, and then who I've been able to keep in contact with and be very close to after I've been saved. Mm. Um, one of those is Kyle Sullivan. He was my youth pastor back uh, at Grace, uh, back in Wilmington. And man, the Lord just <laughs> gave him so much patience. Because I would go to him all the time during the day and say, "Hey, PK, I have got to. I've got to ask you this question. I've got to talk to you about this." And it was when I was being very inquisitive about what is this actually this this gospel story. You know, I've heard it my whole life, but what is it really? And he really poured a lot of time and energy into me. Um, and the other is Harold Dodson. I mean, man. <laughs> We've made him an honorary member of the family. <laughs> you, he has done so much for us and our family, fixing fixing our cars. <laughs> Both uh, my little brother, my car, my parents' vehicles. I mean, he's he's done so much for us practically, but also he was my homeroom teacher during high school. And the Lord used him as well alongside PK to show me just what it meant to share the love of Christ with people. And he just, he spent so much time just answering questions, being there for me. And I really think displaying the love of Christ in a very practical way that the Lord was able to show me and say, hey, this is what it's like when you actually live as me or as Christ. And uh, that's when I really started to, to understand more about the gospel. And, uh, and then after that, Monty Kaufman, mm. who is... Uh, He's living in, in Ankeny, and there in Iowa as well. He is uh, he's working in a church there, but man. Yeah. And I've known Monty since I was in college. We go yes. way back. Yeah. Y'all were ballers together on yeah. the team. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, that's that's one guy that the Lord has. Uh, see, I have so many, and and it's very rare to have people like this that you can honestly say, man, these were these yeah, were it's a special to privilege. Me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But uh, I live I live at his house there when I'm going to school in Iowa. And we just have a hoot. He's 
you got to know Monty to know Monty. <laughs> you can't describe. There's nobody like Monty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, and it's a great example too, uh, Jared. I and I know that this will be part of your future. But the powerful impact that somebody can have when they really pour themselves into discipling—we use those words—or mm-hmm. mentoring others. So you're a product of it. And uh, God wants to use you, you know, in the future as you mentor and care for others. In fact, not just in the future, right now, right? We're always influencing yeah. people. Well, that's that's something that, that Harold mentioned to me. Uh, every time I'll go home, he'll take me out to eat. And then, you know, I, he always catches the waiter or waitress right before I can get my wallet out. And he pays for the meal. Mm. And one thing that he always tells me is just, hey, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the same thing for the moments when you're spending time with somebody, fellowshipping over the gospel, just talking about Christ is, hey, pay this forward. Yeah. Because whoever we are, that really resonates with the person, whatever age you are. A lot of the times you think back to the people who meant the most to you, and maybe they were just there. You know, They didn't have to do something big or special. They just spent time. And... I think that's that's very close to uh, the way Christ lived his life while he was here on earth. He spent time with those 12 guys that he hung around with, his disciples. He spent time with them. And I just think, how great was that to have somebody, to have Christ there spending time with you and having that mentorship kind of a relationship. Mm. So, yeah, they, these people in my life, those three in particular, but many more uh, have just made me want to to pay that forward. Jared, what's it mean to you to that you are a follower of Jesus? To follow Christ means nothing else comes before. I believe that it's pretty clear in the gospel that if we are a follower of Christ, then we will follow to the death. We will follow no matter the cost. A follower of Christ allows God to conform every area of their life around the image of Christ. And we do that by spending time with Him in the Word and in prayer, offering Him the, the first sacrifice of the day, sacrificing our time first thing in the day for Him, uh, just making sure that we're not taking control of our lives, but we are allowing ourselves to be conformed to the image of Christ. Following means following his example that's laid out in Scripture. Following him means putting down other things or other paths that might look attractive to us or might seem like they're important, but they're not of most importance. So it's kind of hard to summarize. No, it's a great summary. Actually, I really love that last part of it. There's an old uh, chorus that says, uh, I've decided to follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. no turning back. No turning back. I though mean, none it, go with me. I th- love that part. Yeah, though none go with me. So it's this whole idea that I'm a follower. I'm I'm not going to be distracted. Yeah, I, I loved what you said, Jared. It's not just being a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus, of his words, of his will, you know, for my life. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's really cool. Life is made up of seasons, right? We've right. got uh, different parts of life, and I know you're still young, and maybe the season's Looking back now, I see the seasons a little bit more clearly. Um, right now, you're a Bible college student. You talked about, uh, you know, kind of your program advisor, director is uh, Pastor Jared, Jared Baldwin. That's an organizational, organizational leadership, or exactly what's it called? That's right, organizational leadership. Okay. You got it. Yeah, and at a Bible college, so I mean, all of that's uh, all of that's really really cool. Um, 
What are the big burdens that you feel God has given you in this season of life? Well, I feel like they've become a little bit more specific right now. I I, I consider being out here at Harvest a season, mm-hmm. um, and of of course I've I've still got a lot of friends back at, at Faith Baptist uh, Bible College, and it's kind of hard being up here while that season's going on there. Yeah, because I still have a lot of burdens for the ministry that they've got going on there, uh, being a student, being able to plug into some things. So. I'm asking that the Lord really help me focus in on where I'm at, but I see that being pretty easy because there's a lot of opportunities here and a lot of specific burdens. Like we've we've got a, an incredible ministry in Christian education here, and there's a lot of lives that are here on campus that really need the gospel. Um, so in whatever way that I can, I feel burdened to just be an example of Christ, walking around even, because that's kind of what I've been able to do so far is walk around and see some of the students and pass them by. It's a little bit hard with a mask on sometimes. I usually share a smile and a wave or something like that. You can't see the smile behind the mask. Um, Well, smiles are contagious, though. They are. They are. And with the eyes, you can still smile. But uh, one of the biggest things uh, besides just spreading the gospel to to the lost is – being as helpful as I can with the radio station, because just talking with Chris here about who we reach, why we do what we do, what we do, it just really shows me that this is a powerful ministry, and whatever I can give to it, I want to give. Um, We also have Young Pros, which is uh, kind of our singles ministry, which has been fantastic so far. Marcus made sure that I really plug into that as soon as I got here. Uh, he may have hyped me up too much, <laughs> but uh, they're a great group of people, and I, I really want to plug into their lives and do that practical discipleship we were talking about. So. Let's play this out a little bit. Um, I know nobody knows the future, um, but tell me about some of you feel like some of your life burdens and maybe maybe potentially some ways you could see God using you. I mean, so what's the future for Jared Ball look like? Oh man, it's uh, it's it's changing all the time because sure. I didn't know I would have the opportunity to come out to Guam, which that's pretty cool. But I'm allowing that space for change and for the Lord bringing up these opportunities. Love it, Jared. Um, yeah. But if if I could set like a a ten year goal or ten year plan or something like that, I would love to to see myself in a place where. I'm working to use the skills that the Lord's given me to reach the world with the gospel. I've got kind of a niche area. Um, I, I think that the Lord's given me the desire to write and communicate and, you know, even this voice performance kind of a thing. I mean, if you can call it performance, but I really enjoy that type of stuff, and I think that's a passion the Lord's given me, and the gospel has to be communicated some way. Mm-hmm. So. In time, I'd like to see myself with a ministry or maybe an organization of my own that focuses on spreading the gospel in creative ways, in what, in concise ways, and uh, in whatever medium that is, written, audio, visual, that type of stuff. And, you know, that's kind of just, I feel like that can be applied in a lot of different places. So who knows where I could end up with that? But I feel like that's kind of where my skill, my talent, my 
desire and, and ministry collide. So I'd like to see that at some point. Awesome, man. Uh, be a follower of Jesus, right? You, Absolutely. You follow Jesus, and uh, he's going to lead you. He's got plans for your future, and I'm tracking with you. God's going to use your burdens, your gifts, uh, the things that you've already identified, and probably some things that he's still fleshing out in your life. He's going to use those to shape your future, and I'm excited to see it. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for being willing to come out, spend uh, these months with us. And as I said before, I, I'm just praying that God would use this to change your life, change your future. Absolutely. He's done it in many ways already, and I'm excited to see how he continues to do that. Well, thank you for being with us on Harvest Time. Of course, we want to give you a personal invite to Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have that single combined service, which is at 1030 a.m., course, we hope you can join us this week, Living Life in Community. You can find our live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We do have Japanese and Korean translation, which is also available during that 1030 a.m. service. Thanks again for being with us on Harvest Time. <music>